Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner, or maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode 11. Today, I want to talk a little more about mindfulness for us runners, you know, filling your own cup and taking care of you first and the importance of it. Started talking about it a little bit in the last episode on cultivating mindfulness, and I just think it's such an important topic because when I take care of myself, First, I show up differently. And it used to make me think that taking care of myself first, well, that's very selfish. I have kids I should be looking after first. I have, you know, a family, a husband. I really should be focusing on them first and then me. And so if that's how you view it, I get it. That was definitely me for the majority of my life. It's only in the last few years that I made a switch. And I just want to share with you what made me make this switch and why I think it's so important that we all do it. Because basically, it all comes down to how we feel, right? It all comes down to the feeling we have in our body throughout the day. And when we feel good, you know, when our cup is full, when we are replenished, I want you to consider on those times when you think back to when you've just felt really amazing, really great. What energy did you bring to the world? How did you show up? How did you show up around your loved ones? How did you show up for a run? We're runners, right? Or how did you show up at work? I bet if you think about it, you showed up at a whole different level, right? And then, of course, typically we wonder, well, why can't I keep doing that all the time? It was just because the circumstances was perfect that I showed up that way. Now, in reality, it's not the circumstances really that impacted how you showed up. It was our thoughts about it, right? So I really just want to illustrate the importance of connecting with that feeling when we feel amazing. And I just want to bring attention to we can create this feeling over and over again. And when we do that, I think more than anything, we actually do the world a benefit if we show up that way. And I want you to consider if people in your life, when they show up and they feel amazing, you probably enjoy being around them so much more. And if you're like I used to be, you might be a little cynical and think, yeah, that sounds really great, but that's probably not feasible all the time and maybe not, but it can be feasible more often than not. 
And that's really what I want to focus on today. Because like I said, when I take care of myself first, I show up differently. My energy is different. I'm happier and I'm more present in the moment, right? This opportunity of really making good memories in the moment right now when we're present. And so, like I mentioned in the last episode, so often we don't even realize till we start doing this mindfulness work and feel how amazing it feels. We don't realize how much we actually have been missing out on before starting to do it, right? This feeling of connectedness with ourselves and present to what's going on in the here and now that we get from doing mindfulness exercises regularly. And I think it really came to mind for me in one of the conversations that we had in my coaching group, My Runner's Mind, one of the members said she had just finished our monthly at-home wellness retreat that we do every month, which is like a three-hour retreat where we do different activities, mindfulness activities, wellness activities. And so she was commenting on the walking meditation that she had done. And she said her comment was, it was the first time in a long time that she wasn't entertained by something. So that could be a friend, by a podcast, even by her own thoughts, ruminating, right, on something. And she was just present for that half hour with herself and her surroundings, right? So she was, you know, that's one of the things in this at-home wellness retreat that we do, that the walking meditation, we, we encourage that, you know, leave friends and even pets at home so that you can really just kind of be present in the moment, with that walk in your surroundings, right? And we use little reminders. I mean, we anchor into maybe our footsteps or even part of the foot to kind of keep us present in the here and now. But I thought it was such a cool observation on her part because I can definitely relate to how entertained we are throughout our day. And I'm definitely one of them myself. I love to put on podcasts all the time if I'm doing anything where I can do multiple things at time at the same time, you know, commuting for sure. I listen to a podcast. If I do something in the kitchen, cooking or cleaning, I listen to a podcast or an audio book. I'm sure I'm not the only one. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I think the point here just is that we also choose to find pockets of time throughout our day where we say, well, now I'm going to be present in the moment. And it doesn't have to be a half hour necessarily like we're doing on the during the walking meditation, right? And I want to share a quote that really kind of illustrates the importance of, of being able to disconnect. It comes from a book that I've been really excited about as I was reading it, calling Running with the Mind of Meditation. And it's by the author is Sakyong Mipam. I think his name, his name is pronounced that way. I could be wrong. He happens to be, it's called a Tibetan Lama. So a leader of a meditation community. Anyways, his quote, which I really like, and I think you'll see why, just really stresses the importance 
of having both the busyness of the movement of our life, but also definitely reminds us to find quiet in our life too. And here's a quote for you. Movement is good for the body and stillness is good for the mind. To lead a balanced life, we need to engage and be active and to deepen our rest. When we're on the go, the mind is engaged in a sympathetic nervous system process. If we don't balance the sympathetic with the parasympathetic process, we eventually become wired, edgy, and emotionally sensitive. Organs and blood flow is affected. When we're active, we're usually engaged in tried and tested habits, and it's hard to change them when we're on the go. Often it takes a tragedy or other life-changing event to pique our interest in cultivating a deeper parasympathetic mode. Keeping our minds still is very beneficial. Meditation is not just a simple activity to engage the mind. It's also an activity to learn how to engage fully. End of quote. And I think it's so important. And I think if you've not created a routine, if you don't have a routine in your life currently that involves intentional mindfulness, I would say this quote just really stresses the importance of finding the time to do it, right? Um, because we, without it, our brain becomes wired, edgy, emotionally sensitive. And I also want to stress that he's also a runner. So he's not saying, well, you can just run and meditate while you're running. I have read articles on that also that says it, but he's actually making the distinction between the two and says, no, that's not going to give you either a quality run or a quality meditation session. You wouldn't run when you want to meditate or you wouldn't meditate when you want to run. You want to do one or the other by itself. And I think for us in the 21st century, who so often do multiple things at the same time, such as listening to podcasts while doing something else and possibly doing two other things at the same time. It's just even more important that we just get to a point where we can, for short periods of time, just limit ourselves to one thing or to maybe just even be, if that even just is sitting in a chair and just really be and do nothing but that for just a few minutes at a time. So I just really wanted to share this. And because we've got another at home wellness retreat coming up, I decided that I wanted to make this a little more accessible to runners. So I'm putting on a seven day mindfulness challenge for women runners. And I'll leave a link at the bottom of the podcast here if you're interested in participating in it. It'll be at the end of July this year, 2021. So if you're listening to this before then, then definitely go ahead and click the link and sign up and you can participate in the seven days. It'll run Sunday through a Saturday and the challenge will culminate in a at-home wellness retreat, which is about three hours. So it's a curated retreat where I curate a playlist and activities for you to follow. So all you really have to do is just kind of show up and just follow the outline of the retreat, which is like I said, about three hours long. But I wanted to share a little bit about 
the activities leading up to the retreat that will be going on in the seven day challenge. We'll just, it won't be super complicated because I really want to respect if people are new to including mindfulness in their life. And it doesn't have to be complicated to do mindfulness. It can be very simple, which I really like about it. The important thing is really just making it a habit, a daily habit, because once we do that, we switch from driving these these occasional benefits to be able actually to go in and draw on it and have more reliable benefits from it. And, you know, emotional benefits, I mean, are pretty common from mindfulness exercises, of course. Physical benefits such as, you know, lowering stress and, and whatnot in the body. And even social benefits, just the way that we are more present and able to connect with people, right? So what we'll talk about during this seven-day challenge, like I said, I'll keep it fairly simple. I'll have activities every single day for participants to do. We'll really focus on the three tenets that I kind of adhere to with mindfulness, which are, you know, being mindful is being present in the moment. And it's also being non-judgmental of what's feeling and it's also about being intentional and then we'll overlay that with practices or ideas of how to include it with movement how to include it with breathing technique and with journaling and gratitude so i'm very very excited i already have several people signed up and i just think it's going to be a really gratifying experience for everybody to be part of. You'll have the benefit of, you'll have, you know, this email every single day that'll kind of tell you what to do or suggestions for you. And then you'll also have the benefit of a Facebook community for support, right? And I think it's so important when we try and establish a new habit that we have the support because that's often where, you know, we do it for two days, three days, and then we kind of fall off because, it's not part of a practice for us yet. And like I said, this regular practice is really what makes a difference in mindfulness activities. So to kind of close out here, I just wanted to share some self-care mindfulness quotes that I really appreciate and that I just want to share with you. And there might be one or two that you really take with you also and just kind of maybe can use as a mantra or an anchor for yourself throughout the day. So here's number one, fall in love with taking care of yourself, mind, body, spirits, the quote, and this is by unknown author, but I love this one because that to me embodies really the essence of mindfulness and what I really want to, what I want participants to take away, for instance, from this challenge is that it's about connecting mind, body, spirit. So I think it's so good when we can actually use ourselves to generate and recharge from there, from within rather than from an outside source. It's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. Second quote goes like this. Self-care is giving the world the best of you instead of what is left of you by Katie Reed. And that one was one of the first ones I heard when I really became aware of self-care. And I just really love it because it's the essence of what we're talking about. It's giving the world 
the best of you instead of what is left. What is left when you've been giving, 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 but you haven't you've forgotten to recharge yourself, right? So you all know, like a smartphone battery, eventually it's not going to completely charge fully again that was one of the reasons i upgraded my phone because it told me the battery life was never able to recharge above i think 70 percent of the entire battery right and to me this quote really goes along the same way is that we can't give what we don't have and if we don't have that internal joy and happiness then we can't give it and that's what mindfulness really gives us i think here's another one by unknown also an empty lantern provides no light self-care is a fuel that allows your light to shine brightly so good right talk to yourself like you would to someone you love by brene brown right that one really hits home for me because i am a recovering negative self-talker for sure i was my worst critic all the time i would always kind of have a comment just it just always would pop up in the back of my head comments that I wouldn't make to other people, but definitely to myself. Right. So that one I really like. And I just really encourage you to be good to yourself. Talk nicely to yourself, because when you do that, you feel good. And then it's so worthwhile because then you're even better anybody or to everybody around you. Right. So that will close us out right there. And like I said, I will leave all the info in the show notes and the mindfulness challenge starts July 25th and runs through July 31st. So seven days and it will culminate in a three hour wellness at home wellness retreat. So if you feel like joining us, we can't wait to have you. Otherwise, thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.